Welcome to the Words That Change Lives podcast, helping leaders, coaches, and small business owners to 10 times the impact of their message. Join us as we delve into the art of powerful language, enabling you to speak with unwavering honesty, communicate authentically, and create a lasting impression with every word. Hello, I'm Helen and I'm a geek. (laughs) I may as well get it out in the open now. I'm a total geek about many things, science, space, but also history and prehistory and in particular the history of our species. All of the different types of species uh, of Homo that roamed the earth many, many, many years ago. I'm absolutely fascinated with everything to do with this topic. Not only do I still absorb Netflix series, books and podcasts on this subject now, it's very much part of my studies and part of my career too. I studied uh, psychology. One of the specialisms was evolutionary psychology when I did my degree with the Open University whilst I was working uh, within the corporate world. And the history of human behaviour, groups and survival, uh, natural and sexual selection, the works of Charles Darwin, all fascinated me. And it led me to specialise in my work. And I went into getting qualified in business psychology and to use psychometrics to measure behaviour and help people to close gaps in behaviour and have more awareness of their behaviour. And I use, and I still do use, I go into organisations and do this work still, lots of different psychometric tools, but one in particular is called the Hogan. It looks at three areas, which is the insides, what motivates you, the bright side, how you come across in the workplace, and the dark side, which is your Achilles heel derailing behaviours. And I combine that with a 360 tool to give a really robust view. And then I go deep with leaders and coach them on this stuff. And I absolutely love working with this. But another area that fascinates me, and I've used a lot within my work within the corporate world, and also now my work as a speaker coach, a TEDx coach, um, helping people with presentations and pitches within the corporate world, is the beautiful innate skill of storytelling. Something we all possess. And because we all possess this, it's absolutely beautiful and a wonderful tool that you can pull on and you can use, even if you think that you might not be good at communicating, even if you struggle to deliver a message, if you find it hard to stand up in front of a room full of people, you can fall on this innate skill. And that's why I'm dedicating an episode of this to you today. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about where it comes from in terms of our history and how it's evolved. I'm going to talk about how we can actually apply it in all areas of our lives and business today. And I'm going to finish by giving you some examples, some practical examples of how you can use stories to enhance your communication. So let's start with where it comes from. Well, it really is something that did emerge over time, of course, but there's a number of factors I feel, and you know, there are many theories and many texts around this sort of stuff that have contributed to our ability to tell stories. And the first and probably, you know, a very important one is cognitive development. So Homo sapiens is a highly developed brain with complex cognition abilities, and that development likely played a significant role in the evolution of storytelling. Because the development of our prefrontal cortex associated with being able to plan and make decisions and social cognition allowed for much more advanced communication and a narrative structure to that communication. Also, human beings are born prematurely. 
So social development played a huge part in our cognitive development. Now, there's a theory that we were born prematurely because our heads are too big. And so uh, women couldn't give birth comfortably. It's also a theory that we're born prematurely because it is that social development, it's that connection with human beings at such an early age that plays a big part in our cognitive enhancement and therefore our ability to tell stories. Another thing that we developed as, as human beings is the, the development of language. And of course, that was a crucial milestone. It was crucial to convey information, emotions and experiences. And this developed to enable us to use symbols which could represent abstract concepts and experiences. And stories often rely on symbols and metaphors to convey a deeper meaning. So I think this, this would have developed early on. It's also about making meaning to the way we developed and we evolved. And storytelling helped our social evolution in conveying information, building connections and transmitting cultural knowledge within social groups. Of course, there wasn't a, an easy way to write stuff down. And so storytelling must have played a role in strengthening social bonds and cooperation, in creating meaning making between groups and shared beliefs, because they wouldn't have known what was going on in terms of lightning and rain and thunder and death. And stories enabled us to make meaning of those experiences. It was also great for memory enhancement. I'm sure you know this, that if you hear a story, you're going to likely retain it more than if you hear just bland information, which is why it's really useful today. But because we, we didn't have, you know, we were in pre-literate societies, stories were the primary means of passing down knowledge, including survival techniques, historical accounts and moral lessons. And this is how people retained information and passed it on to other people. I think that also human beings have a capacity for imagination and creativity, and it's a key driver of storytelling. So we can construct mental scenarios. We can actually imagine alternative outcomes and create fictional worlds. And these abilities enrich the storytelling experience. This is where myth and beliefs and uh, legends play a huge part in stories. To imagine something that could be real or to make something up that you haven't seen and in terms of the evolution of narrative structure, early humans likely engaged in simple forms of storytelling long before the development of the written language. And these early narratives may have been oral, folklore, songs that were passed down through generations. And over time, these narratives probably evolved into more complex and structured stories. And passing down stories help people hold up culture and tradition and doing things in, in an order from one generation to the next. And then, of course, as the cognitive revolution gave way to the agricultural revolution and humans started to settle and put down roots in places, and then society started to be built, human storytelling became a means of preserving and transmitting cultural values, norms and collective identity. So there again, myths, legends and religious narratives played a vital role in shaping and preserving cultural beliefs and kept order probably within societies and empires. Storytelling also formed of, you know, entertaining, social bonding. People gathered around campfires in communal spaces or in everyday conversations to share stories, fostering a sense of community. It's fascinating, right? So evolution of stories is closely linked to the evolution of culture, language and cognitive abilities and getting more sophisticated as we went along. But because this prehistory is in our DNA, passed down through so many generations, I really do believe it's an innate skill. We've got it in our blood. 
it's been passed down as intrinsic form of human behaviour. It's like a muscle memory and I feel like it makes us feel a certain way and it helps us remember, which is a key to why it's crucial to use it today. So hopefully that little history lesson there has given you an insight into why we do this and why you probably connect with stories so much. But how is it beneficial for us today? Where can we use it? Well, I'm going to give you a few little pointers. So of course, storytelling is a powerful tool for conveying complex ideas, emotions and information in a way that is engaging and relatable. It helps people better understand and remember the message being conveyed. So I'll give you an example here. Many of the people I work with in the corporate world have lots of presentations that are dry. (laughs) They're incredibly dry and boring and they use a lot of data. You can replace that with stories and use the data in a more creative way. You can even remove data from presentations and use it as backup and tell a story instead. And the impact is hugely increased. I've done many workshops where I've helped people to remove data from their presentations and tell stories instead. And it's had a massive impact on the way that they do things and the way they they run meetings and presentations. It's also really beneficial in education and learning. So in my learning and development days, when I was delivering week-long training programs, I used many different ways to deliver stories and analogies to share information that meant learning was sticky. (laughs) This is a term. Sticky learning means that the learning is actually transferred to the individual and then is then transferred to the workplace. And rather than boring presentations with no interaction, I used to, and I still do when I do training, use stories to help people remember certain learning and to inject a bit of magic and energy into what's being taught. And it really does make a huge difference. Of course, it's still beneficial and essential for preserving and passing down cultural values and traditions and history. Cultural narratives, myths and folklore continue to connect generations with their heritage and protecting heritage in different cultures and groups. It's also really beneficial to build empathy. Stories allow people to step into the shoes of others and see the world from different perspectives, because a lot of the time we're looking through our map of the world and we can find it difficult to look at other people's map of the world. So this can actually, I I do this a lot in my coaching. This can really foster empathy and a deeper understanding. Also, personal storytelling when you are running your own business enables you to build your brand and provide a 360 view of who you are so that people can empathise with you. They can connect with you as a human being. And stories really do have the ability to do that. In the work I do now within corporate, I also run influencing workshops and programmes. And effective storytelling is a key element in you know marketing, advertising, persuasion, business communication, And so using storytelling in this way to connect with audiences can really influence other people. Stories can influence others to make a decision. It's also really good for conflict resolution because it can be used to mediate conflicts and promote uh, reconciliation. I have done quite a lot of conflict resolution within my corporate work and storytelling can create common ground of understanding. Uh, So it can be really useful there. Entertainment, of course. There's loads of that. And in the last episode, I spoke about Christopher Vogler and Joseph Campbell and how stories and the hero's journey have played a huge part in films. Stories can motivate and inspire. Of course, you know, telling a personal story or 
a story of you overcoming adversity or achieving something can really motivate and inspire others to do the same. So in my keynote talks, my TEDx talk, in when I coach people to deliver their own, is how they can use that story to inspire others. Because feeling inspired is an amazing feeling and a story enables you to do that. It's still used for memory retention. So when people are revising for exams, when you're delivering training, also when you are remembering to deliver a speech and you're memorising a speech, memorising a story is way better than memorising a script. So those are just a few ways that you can use storytelling in the daily daily of work and life. There's so many applications for it. Here are a few more examples. So personal branding, when you are introducing yourself in a personal professional setting, sharing your personal story is really, really good for that. And the core story is an excellent example of that. And I shared that in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and have a listen to how you can actually build your core story. Another version is the the journey story. The journey story is really, really effective in sharing a then and now. Here I was then, here I am now. And there's various story structures for that. One is the well, where you might start at the uh, side of the well, which is up, and then you go down to the bottom of the well, and then you come up again. That's just a normal arc for a journey story. The core story structure that I shared in the last episode is a really good example of that. Case study stories are fantastic if you are telling stories about success of your clients. Take your audience on a journey of where your client was, at the beginning of you working together, what happened, what challenges they faced, what they overcome, what they learned, and where they are now. This can be if you're employed and you're a leader within an organisation, this can also be really beneficial. One trick when you're telling stories is to give people a world tour. So a world tour is where you put people in the story. Imagine reading a really good book, uh, you know, a a good book like uh, The Hobbit, for example, where you're really immersed and put in that world and you're in it. You know, you're, you're seeing things, you're hearing things, you know, you might taste or smell things. When I read a book, I really get immersed. And, and we really want to think about that when we're telling stories to make them come alive, to sprinkle magic on them so that people can really relate to what we're saying. A problem solving story is also really good where we're highlighting a problem We're presenting the problem, we're sharing the impact of that problem, and then we're providing a solution to that problem. That's a really good way of telling a story. And another example is an it's like story. And this is where you use a metaphor or an analogy to take what you're saying, which could be quite bland and boring, out of context. And I always like to share my example of this, which is my first um, storytelling when I got my job as a coach, which was about eating a uh, roast dinner and using it as to describe procrastination. So with the roast dinner, I used to hate eating the vegetables. So I used to eat all the meat and then the vegetables would be left till last. And of course, I wouldn't want to eat the vegetables. So I used to eat the vegetables first so then I could get to all the good stuff later on. And that's exactly what you do with procrastination or eat the frog, people say. Do the things you don't want to do first, then you can do all the things you look forward to doing later on. And that's an example of taking something out of context and telling a story. Historical stories are also really, really great when you're sharing information because you can talk about key moments in history, you can talk about significant events, and you can also talk about key figures 
Stories can also take the form of a quote. A quote can be a story. A piece of media can be a story. So it could be a song. It could be a video. If you're using stories in presentations or you're using stories in uh, speeches or talks, a story isn't just a left to right narrative. Imagine it is elevating. It's taking what you're saying from two dimensions to three dimensions. And just two other examples of stories, failure and resilience stories. I call them, I'm not perfect. This really connects you with your audience and it shows that you're human. It's also an influencing strategy because it shows that you are being open about your failures. We are not perfect. And when we own up to the things that we've done wrong and what we've learned from them, it really connects people to us. It's actually vulnerability is a real sign of courage and Brené Brown's TEDx talk on the power of vulnerability is a fantastic example of that. And finally, parables and fables, the famous ones, the ones that are age old, the ones that have been handed down through generations are really good stories that we can actually liken modern day things to. So I've just given you an example of of a few there. There are many, many more. But think about how you can apply those in your work and your life to engage, to present, to capture attention, to convey meaningful messages, to elevate something that might be dry and boring to something that could be really, really powerful. And also, I'd love you to know that you've got this inside you. You've got this as an innate skill. You know, I love telling my kids stories all the time and they love hearing them. And I tell stories of my history and my past. And I really find it's a fantastic way of connecting. So even in life, there's ways that we can use stories to really enhance our communication. And you can apply this to all areas of your communication that you want to enhance. So whatever that looks like to you, a talk, presentation, a one-to-one conversation, it really does have the ability to to 10x it in my mind. So what, what would that look like to you? And where could you apply this? I'd love to know. Email me at hello at helenpackham.com or share your story application on social media with the words that change minds hashtag or tag me in. And if you don't know where to start, I highly recommend starting with your core story, which is in the previous episode. So good luck. Do let me know how you get on. And I look forward to next time for more Words That Change Lives. Thanks for listening to Words That Change Lives. Please rate, review and follow on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really means the world and helps me to reach more people so that we can all harness the power of our words and change lives for the better.